The views and opinions expressed on Unlock Your Wealth Radio are those of the host, guests, and callers only and are not necessarily the views of Unlock Your Wealth Radio, Heather Wagonalls, or Success Publishing International. Worried about retirement? Want to travel the world or just be around to watch your kids grow up but you can't because you're drowning in debt? Now you can! With Heather Wagonhalls and the Keys to Riches powered by Unlock Your Wealth Radio. Heather will show you how to stop chasing your wallet, eliminate debt, lose financial stress, and live the life of your dreams. If you truly ever wanted to have more, do more, be a give back more, now's your chance. Listen weekly to hear what others are doing to manage their money better with these proven strategies for building wealth with the Keys to Riches financial philosophy. Now, here's your host, Heather Wagonhalls. The Keys to Riches, powered by Unlock Your Wealth Radio, is sponsored in part by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook. Download at heathersfreeaudiobook.com and click on the link to over 150,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Welcome, everyone. Thanks for stopping by. We are so glad to have you. I'm Heather Wagonhalls, flanked by the maestro of moolah, Michael Terry. Hey, folks. And we will help you get your money mind right on today's show with the Keys to Riches Financial Philosophy. So we're now in our second key for the season. Which is take action and make assessment. Yay! You're like totally in the saddle. You've got it. It only took you, what, three years? So. That's it. <laughs> but we're good now. We're good. Yeah. So this is our second key in our Keys to Riches financial philosophy. We also have a great moolah word of the day. Um, liability. Ooh. We're going to talk about that a little bit later. And then we're also going to talk about our money drama today because what goes in hand with taking action is uh, starting to confront some of the things that we don't know and then maybe these paralyzing fears bubble up. So we're going to talk about that with our money drama that kind of goes hand. Paralyzing fears. That's, that's a good one. Yeah, because it it's the antithesis of what we're supposed to be doing, but it's what happens. Yeah. You, you know, we talked last week, you know, about like taking off that warm, fluffy blanket of denial. And so that's what happens. Now we're like naked, cold. We're like, what? <laughs> and we're supposed to be taking that first step and, and we get paralyzed just by the overwhelm of, especially if we've been bad or if we've been in di- denial for a long time, yeah. oh, the bigger that elephant is. But we're going to show you how to take and eat that elephant one bite at a time and it's not going to be any big deal. Yeah. So that'll be, uh, today's show should be pretty good. The Keys to Riches, for those of you who are just joining us for the first time, welcome to the show. We are so glad to have you. Uh, the Keys to Riches is a financial philosophy that teaches you how to think like the rich and be in control of your own money. It also gives you specific techniques to create or fix your credit, eliminate debt, save and invest, all while transforming your current financial habits into healthy money management skills. And we do this one key at a time, one week at a time here at Keys to Riches Radio. And uh, we are a part of our sister radio show, which is Unlock Your Wealth Radio, for those who don't know that. And we kind of, we grew up on that show. We actually grew up on the financial fitness forum, if truth be told. That's where the keys was born. That and was before me. That was before you. That was before a lot of people. <laughs> <laughs> that was 13 years ago. Heather on, on a... Uh, on a 14 years ago. Holy cow. Talking into a microphone with a laptop, I guess, right? No, that was, uh, we were at, I was on somebody else's radio show. The Financial Fitness Forum was the name of the radio show. And it was a local Phoenix show. 
And it was on the Patriots, 760, I think, hmm. AM was the Patriot. We got a little trouble there. So. <laughs> well, with the FCC. Well, you know, they just, oh, okay. some of our promos, they didn't, they didn't get our, some of our promos, you know, um, <laughs> So you mean like the put, joke? Put twenty dollar bills in your in an envelope and send it to me. You had the wagon all <laughs> yeah. stuff like that. No, <laughs> no. The uh, apparently we upset the Americans with Disabilities Act. Oh. Um. So is 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 what it was. And the FCC kind of came down on us. But then we went to you know KFNX News Talk Radio eleven hundred, and then that's when Unlock Your Wealth Radio was born, which is the predecessor of this show. Uh. So. I guess we can't just throw that out there and like make people wonder. So yeah. we did a commercial. Yeah, I was going to say, you and I can talk about this after the show, but tell me what happened. Okay, well, I need to tell the audience too, because they're going to be, you know, emailing yeah, yeah. us, what the? What the hell happened? So, uh, so what happened was we did this really clever promo, or at least we thought it was really clever. Okay, so you go to the grocery store and what do they say to you when you hit the checkout? Do you want... Do you want to donate a dollar to... Uh, no. Muscular dystrophy or something? No. What? When you're checking out, they say, do you want paper or plastic? Oh, paper or plastic, yeah. Okay. okay. So we thought, oh my gosh, we could do this funny grocery store scene. You know, so this is what we were thinking, grocery store scene, right? So we did this takeoff on paper or plastic. So he talked about paper, Jeff Cutler, my, my um, yeah. the show host. Because I was just a sidekick back then. I was a maestro of moolah back then. And um, so he did, he was doing paper, which had to do with money and investing, precious metals, all that stuff. So he talked about investments. But me, I was the plastic. I was credit. I was mortgages. I was, you know, credit repair. At the time I had a credit repair company, finance, you know what I mean? So I was all about all things not tangible and leveraged. Yeah. Okay, which kind of is, plays into today's Mula word of the day, liability sure. too. Yeah. So I was leverage, he was invest. And so the paper and the plastic thing worked out really well, right? So we did this clever little explanation of paper, you know, and plastic. And then at the end, you know, he played, you know, just the, the clerk, the little, um, the little bag boy clerk yeah. or whatever. And he said, uh, do you want paper or plastic with that? And it was just meant to be funny, but somebody got all riled up thinking that we were making fun of mentally challenged people because many times the courtesy clerks can be yeah. Yeah. mentally challenged, but we weren't doing that at all. We were just thinking dumb 16 year old kid, you know, first yeah. job. Yeah. That's like we weren't thinking. I got you. Our intent was purely innocent. Fairly innocent. Yep. So, anyway, <laughs> you're off the you're off the hook. I think. Yeah, Thankfully, yeah. I'm off the hook. So all's well that ends well. Here we are, 14 years later, and we have two shows now instead of just one. So the keys to riches has survived. It's morphed over time. It continually evolves, and it's right. got its own show now. So that's and what's can, really exciting. Be, now you can be completely politically incorrect, right? Whenever you want to. Well, I guess, but I mean, I still would never make fun of somebody that no. was mentally challenged. No. That was not our intent. We were just trying to illustrate, you know, the simplicity of going through the grocery line and how we, you know, analogized our show to right. checking out at the grocery store of all things. Yeah. So, so that's all it was. But, you know, it, 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 it was supposed to be funny. It's a good story. I think so. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, 
And, and and apparently somebody was offended, you know, but and somebody, that was not our intent. Somebody's always offended. Yes, you know. <laughs> I saw a funny meme yesterday. A friend of mine posted that uh, this younger generation is allergic to anything, everything we can fight our next world war with peanuts and pet hair. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Our next world war will be waged with peanuts and pet hair. I thought that was hysterical. So anyway, so folks, uh, why don't we talk about our moolah word of the day and get that out of the way before we get into our key so we can go full force with that. So uh, today's, yes, moolah word of the day is liability. So a liability is an obligation that legally binds an individual or company to settle a debt. When one is liable for a debt, they are responsible for paying the debt or settling a wrongful act they may have committed. For example, if John hits Jane's car, John is liable for the damages to Jane's vehicle because John is responsible for the damages. Uh, In the case of a company, for example, a liability is recorded on the balance sheet and can include accounts payable, which is money you owe. It could be taxes. That's everybody's liability. Mm -hmm. Wages, if people work for you. um, Oh, yeah. Checks Mm -hmm. in the mail, Carrie. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Accrued expenses and deferred revenues. So an example of a deferred revenue is, let's say, you know, I sold... um, a uh, prepaid debit card, right? So I take in money for that. Let's say you bought like a hundred dollars worth of, you know, books and products mm-hmm. or whatever, or well, you bought a, a mm-hmm. gift card for somebody right. for a hundred dollars. So like I've taken that hundred dollars in, but because it hasn't been exchanged for merchandise, I intend to sell like books and tapes and CDs and coaching and whatever. Mm-hmm. I can't technically count that as income. So right now, I hold the money, but it's a liability to me. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Uh, So current liabilities can also be debts payable, but Mm -hmm. within one year. Long-term liabilities are debts payable over a longer period. And that's that's the obfuscation. And the politispeak that we hear from presidents in in the past that have said that we've balanced the budget. They're not counting long-term liabilities. If they were counting long-term liabilities, we would still have a budget deficit, meaning we spent more than mm-hmm. we earned. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, it's, it's amazing how businesses have to apply certain accounting principles, but yet the federal government and can enforce those but not be subject to them at the right. same time. It's kind right. of an interesting right. thing. Plays into a larger political discussion, which yeah. is not the topic of this show. No. So anyway, <laughs> so liabilities, uh, liabilities can be good. For you, not every liability is a negative liability. That's something that, you know, we talk about here because you can safely, and I use that word, that term loosely, uh, but you can measurably reduce your risk and and leverage yourself um, securely to wealth. So uh, you could have a mortgage on an investment property that is, Technically a liability, but it's allowing you to generate income, which Mm -hmm. we talk about in our 10th key, remember real estate. Uh, So a negative liability is uh, you going on a trip to Italy and blowing a ton of money on pottery (laughs) on your credit cards. (laughs) I thought I'd make a personal example out of that. Well, we used euros. You used euros? Okay. We used cash. 
Oh, well, there you go. Yeah. That's better. But it, you see, now you ruined my example. No, but I. But in the past, I would have used credit cards. So There you go. You know, just lately, I've been staying away from that stuff. Well, credit is cool, but cash is always king. That's true. That's what I say. Yeah. So, all right. So let's get to this week's key, which is take action, make assessment. And this is a critical key because this is about, actually, you know, it's funny. The, there's irony here in the key and the money drama, if you think about it, because this is our organic key, our going green key, if you will. And I say that we're going green because we're doing an organic assessment of our finances. And so the first action we technically take when it comes to managing our money more effective long term is really no action. If you think about it, we're not going to do anything overt. And the reason why we don't do anything overt is better illustrated by what other financial gurus advocate. So what other financial gurus typically advocate at this point, once you have gotten to where you're out of denial and ready to take some action, is they start you making all kinds of assessments. But what do we know here at the Unlock Your Wealth Foundation that is different about money management from other money management systems? What, what makes us different than other money managers? We take biology into account. There we go. <laughs> and, you know, we, we fail at long-term. Uh, Anything management. Yeah. Money, weight, career, the whole nine yards. And so that is the critical component. So most financial gurus will have you start sorting through all of your past bills trying to create budgets, trying to, you know, establish a baseline. And we want to establish a baseline, but we don't want to do it in that fashion. And our organic assessment, without getting too laborious into the explanation, because in doing so, I will make our covert assessment overt. (laughs) So I don't want to spill too many beans until we get to the break the budget key. But essentially... It's not about the numbers. We would like to think it's about the math or think it's about the money. But you and I, Michael, know different. It's not about the money. Um, And that's why we mismanage our money so much. And most people think it's our emotions too, but it actually goes right down to basic biology and DNA. It it has less to do with emotions than it does biology because our biology fakes us out right away. And what our body does naturally to preserve ourselves and stay alive is actually the antithesis of what will make us successful. And so this is what we have to learn. And if we just focus on the numbers and the math, then we're not going to find out what's really wrong. Because if that's the case, let me tell you what's wrong. We know to spend less and save more, but we don't. I was listening to a to a, a guru yesterday, I'm not going to mention any names, and he had he was giving out all the right information to this poor guy who was so in debt. You know, he had a car that he couldn't afford. He had this he couldn't afford. He's making forty five thousand dollars a year. His wife is staying home taking the kids, and all this advice coming out of this guru was correct. But I'm still saying to myself, eh, eh, this ain't going to happen <laughs> because um, the guy who was in debt doesn't really know how to manage this whole thing. Yeah, get out of debt. That's what he's got to do. 
Right. But how do you do that? Right. It's not about the math. It's about. Yeah, because he didn't get into debt <clears throat> not knowing he was spending more than right. he made. Right. We know what we're up to. If we're truly honest with ourselves, we know. It's like quitting drinking. You can't it, you can't white knuckle that stuff. You yeah. just can't. Yeah. And it's the same thing. You can't white you can't white knuckle getting out of debt. Right. And and, <clears throat> and the challenge becomes what makes giving <clears throat> up drinking easier is because you can abstain from alcohol, but you can't abstain from money. Right. So you can't and you can't put a Band-Aid on it. Right. You can't cut up your credit cards like these gurus say, because right. that doesn't solve the problem because right. you're just going to make an end run around. Yeah. You and, know, and you can get and you'll get out of debt and then you'll get the credit cards back and bada bam, bing, bada the boom. cycle starts you're all, all over. Over. back to the races baby. again. <laughs> You are listening to the Keys to Riches powered by Unlock Your Wealth Radio. This segment of today's show is sponsored in part by KeepMyID.org, the only service that actually prevents identity theft. All others are just monitoring services. Put your credit on lockdown with their special offer for Unlock Your Wealth Radio listeners. Visit KeysToRiches.com forward slash KeepMyID to enroll and protect your financial future right now. Remember to use promo code WAGS. So the question becomes, okay, so how do I take action and make assessment without taking action? So what everybody else is looking at is how much. How much are you in debt? How much are you going over? And that's what they're going to focus on. And they're going to say, okay, you need to cut this, cut this, cut this, cut this. Okay. And it's the antithesis of what the brain knows. Okay, so what we want to do is um, it's not knowledge that's the problem. Okay, it's the behavior that's the problem. And if you think about it in terms of the theory of mind, okay, and this is one of the greatest things that I ever learned when I was um, taking my hypnotherapy uh, qualifications. And if you think about it, we have a whole brain. So if our whole brain equals 100%, our conscious mind, where discipline, structure, intestinal fortitude, all of that stuff lives, is in our conscious mind. It's only 12% of our total brain's capacity. Hmm. Okay. And discipline comes from our conscious activity. 88% percent of our brain is subconscious. Okay. So it's autopilot. Mm -hmm. All right. And this is mostly biologically driven until we start, you know, cause like it's, it's natural when we're born to seek out food from our mother to survive. Right. Mm -hmm. So like there are things that we just know to do. And as we get bigger, we just know to do these things. It's built into ourselves. <clears throat> The other part of our subconscious is that because the brain is basically lazy, it's working to identify the world around us and then create patterns and systems in place that make us efficient. It's our natural drive to take shortcuts. That's why we fall for scams a lot too, mm -hmm. is because like, oh, I could work hard for my money all sure. my life and save and yeah. invest and build wealth. Or I could, you know, oh, pay the taxes on this lottery winnings and I'll be rich right now. Yeah. <laughs> I got a call this morning. So sad. I, I thought, oh my gosh, did I miss an interview? 
uh, because I'm this national expert on identity theft. A uh, little shortcut story here. And so I see this call coming in. I'm not looking at my schedule and I'm like, oh my gosh, because I was, I was out playing with the dog and exercising. And, and so I missed this call and I see it's from a Washington DC phone number. I'm thinking, did I have an interview scheduled? And I checked no. And so I thought, okay, you know, Carrie says no interview today, um, or at least this morning. So I'm like, okay, so I, I go about my things. And so while I was on my way here to the studio, I decided to call the number and a voicemail picks up and a very exasperated man says in frustration, says, I did not call you. This is a scam. And then his mailbox was full. So somebody spoofed his phone number to call me. So I'm bummed because I missed what the scam wow. would have been this morning. Wow. But yeah. But cool. yeah, you know, I, I I think I blew it probably this morning. I could have been a cajillionaire. Yeah. If I just would have answered that call, darn it. Yeah. So it, let's circle back and to my statement of where I said it's not about how much. What we're going to look for because of this theory of mind, because of this 88% of our behavior that's on autopilot is is what messes up our money. It's not us not knowing because we know. Right. We're not stupid. Oh, Exactly. We're not stupid. Because, exactly. uh, I mean, I know exactly what I did when I first got into debt. You know, because I thought, oh, you know, you always see rich people paying with credit, but you don't ever see them 30 days later writing out the bill to pay off the balance in full. Right. So in my mind, oh, they're just balancing minimum payments. Well, I can afford the minimum payment on that. I'm like, what's the minimum payment on that? That was always my cake. That was always my question. What's the minimum period? Oh, I got that. <laughs> I can handle that. I know. That's, that, that was the way I did it. So we know. We know. So it's not about how much because it's just going to be another number. And like we might have thought we were overspending by $500 and it turns out it's $750 if we follow the other guru's advice. So either way, it's a crappy number. We already know that it's going to be over. We already know this. So that's not what we're going to look for. So by doing this organic assessment, and I call it organic because what we want to do is be able to observe the financial behavior, but we can't do that actively because if we do it actively, then we're not going to behave the way we need to behave because we want to see what we've done in the past and we've got to be able to analyze that in a way that we're not currently doing it because uh, Peter Drucker said, what gets measured gets managed. I say what gets managed gets mastered and likely you haven't been keeping track of stuff. So what we're going to do in this organic assessment is we're going to observe the behavior in a surreptitious, covert kind of way. So all you're going to do for the next six weeks until we get to the break the budget key, which is key seven, is that we're just going to collect receipts. That's all we're going to do. We're going to get a big manila envelope, a big nine by 12, and we're going to stuff it with all of our bank statements, all of our pay stubs, everything that comes in money-wise, so income from investments, paychecks, disability, whatever it is, those stubs need to go into the envelope. If you have a direct debit or something like that, or, or you know where they automatically pay you, you need to print out a statement and shove it in there. Okay, keep a record of it. Anytime you expend cashola, you need to write a receipt for it if you don't get one. So if you run into the convenience store every day for a pack of cigarettes and a Starbucks double shot, 
You need to start asking for receipts. Anytime you give your kid allowance, because we hemorrhage a lot of cash that way, two, three dollars at a time. Yeah. Ice cream, man. Oh yeah. my gosh, I have to have this magazine. I need the latest video game. So we kind of just pass the money along and we don't really think about it. So we do that. Um, one of the greatest things that's been kind of an offshoot of getting financially free with the keys to riches that I've had from so many um, radio show listeners and past coaching clients that have said is I also lost weight and quit smoking. <laughs> yeah, I mean, because they just they just good. don't mo- because it's not monitored and it goes unchecked. They don't know about it. But we're not going to do anything other than shove these into an envelope. I did have one coaching client that started to write everything down. Don't do that. All you're going to do is take the receipt and put it in the envelope. If you visit vending machines. And put and, and you've got this trip about two forty five to the company vending machine, and you're dropping in cash. You must write that down because it's part of the behavior, and you can't excuse some of the behavior because all the behavior makes the difference. Mm. This is so, what, five six weeks. Yes, until we get to key seven, which is break the budget. And then we're going to pull these envelopes out and then you're going to do something magical with it. Because what we're looking for, and I'm going to say this in the most innocuous way, and you kind of want to let it go in one ear and out the other so it satisfies your curiosity, but you let it go, is that what we're really trying to do is we're trying to determine the when of the behavior. Mm -hmm. Because the why, not so much relevant the how much, not so much relevant, but we need the when, because what we need to do isn't budget better. That's why we break our budgets here. Mm-hmm. It's not about budgeting better. It's about managing our biology. Mm-hmm. And if we don't know when we can't predict it. And so yeah. I'm not going to tell you how we do that until yeah. we get to key seven. Cause that's the, that's the, uh, that's the good stuff. And if I let the cat out of the bag now, you'll, you're already going to start being a little bit more aware, not super hyper aware, but you're going to be aware that you're monitoring stuff. That mere act alone is going right. to slightly change your behavior. But the idea is you want to keep status quo. Until we get to break the budget, learn each week the new tools that take us in a different direction completely. So we're still not focusing on our spending and earning behaviors, but we're analyzing them without analyzing them by shoving everything into this envelope. Mm -hmm. And so that's the key. So that's what we want to focus on. And, and so that's what kind of leads us to this week's money drama, which is this paralyzing fear. So we're going to be able to accomplish overcoming that by not taking Mm -hmm. any action, ironically. So the toughest thing is, um, you know, when um, let's just talk about like uh, psychological dysfunction for a moment. So uh, one of the toughest things for us to overcome is is Mm -hmm. child. the word is kind of strong, but child abuse issues or like, you know, let's just say bad parenting choices. Okay. Um, that's our hardest thing to overcome because the minute you ask, unless somebody was physically beaten or sexually abused, most people would say, Oh yeah, I had a great childhood. Like if you ask them, Oh, it was great growing up. Yeah. I mean, I had a good childhood, but yeah, my father was a jackass. Right. But, but in addition to that, We, our brains, because of survival, can't make our parents wrong. 
Okay. Right. So Mm -hmm. we have to believe because they have this omnipotent power over us, especially when we're babies, we can't get up and go slay a dragon to eat supper ourselves. We're completely and totally dependent upon these other people for our survival. And so we cannot psychologically believe our parents are anything but perfect. That's all we can believe. And so that sets us up for these inconsistencies that get created by our parents having less than perfect behavior because we model behavior. So monkey see, monkey do. Likely if your parents didn't manage money well, you're probably not managing money well and didn't even realize right. you inherited it. Right. You know, we usually follow in the same footsteps unless it's severely aberrant behavior where we go the opposite direction, you know, and that's what I did. You know, I swore that I wasn't going to be anything like my mother. In, in, in that swearing, I wound up becoming just like her because the patterns of behavior were already there. I had to actively overcome those. Yes. So when we get worried about, oh my gosh, I don't know what to do next, it will all make sense if you practice the philosophy, but you got to learn it first. So if you are freaked out because last week you had to do this big whole thing of coming out of denial and now you're scared, there's no reason to be because we're going to incrementally give you the confidence to continue. And the elephant, regardless of how big he is, still gets eaten the same way. And that's one bite at a time. You don't have to eat the whole elephant. And that's what we want to focus on. So don't stress out, relax about your finances. Think in a positive direction that my finances are improving because just by listening to this show, you're already going to be making mental material changes with yourself. So that's it for this week's key for the key statement, key affirmation, and key action item, and more in-depth interviews with money experts, strategies, and members-only tools to fix your credit, get out of debt, and have more money and happiness. Do what other savvy listeners have and visit our sister site at unlockyourwealthradio.com where you go to get your money mind right so your wealth and happiness will follow. For the keys to riches powered by Unlock Your Wealth Radio and the maestro of moolah, Michael Terry, I'm Heather Wagonhalls. Now go out and unlock your wealth today. UnlockYourWealthRadio.com is produced by Heather Wagonhalls and the Unlock Your Wealth Foundation. UnlockYourWealthRadio.com and its affiliates are copyrighted 2016 with all rights reserved. For more information on the Keys to Riches Financial Wellness Series, please visit our website at www.unlockyourwealth.com. 